What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home. What? What? What do you want? Well, you inside your yeah. time yet. What? Bring me what? on. All right. What? So Why? try Why? the jackpot joey beer. I haven't got Best there yet. Sports. Look at Bad Brand Sports. We're also sponsored here in the Ice Cave by T Properties. T Properties. Uh, whatever else he says with that. But T Properties, uh, Jackpot Joey Beer, Bad Friend Sports. Let's bring on our guest, freaking the guy. I'll do that real quick. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show. I'll just tell you that right now. Let's, 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 let's do it. What's up, Godfather? <laughs> You, you cut him off right when he was getting good. It's the good part. You, you, <laughs> he was introducing me. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, my bad. My bad. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it back. No, it's, it's all good. It's all, how, you, how you doing, man? Good, good. Hey, I, I got to bring Dale back on for he He, he, he needs to say more stuff. What? The man, the myth, the legend. Some can call him the godfather. I just call him dad. <laughs> <laughs> it is Anthony Cazenza. I don't get this reception anywhere at home at, <laughs> at website anywhere my own show I don't get I don't get any of this I love it I love it so D- DJ Thickabus is there somebody else you want to introduce that we have that's coming on the show oh is he here yeah he's here all right he's US gambler to you to me he's big poppy his name is Jason Deeds welcome Jason Deeds <laughs> I kind of like doing this, doing it this way. This makes my job a lot easier. What's going on, Jason? What's up, guys? I just realized I need my own wall, the way you guys have your own wall. <laughs> Here I am with just like doors in the background, and you don't even know where they lead. They could be anywhere. It, it's a I don't have a, I don't have a beer wall like like Ice Ice Man. Oh over my there, god! So. Yeah. Yes, and they're all empty. <laughs> <laughs> they're all empty. <laughs> All right, What's guys. Up, guys? So How's it going? Good. Before the show goes off the rails here, I have titled it The Odds, since we have the U.S. Gambler here, so we got to have some odds here. Odds on the Bengals going all in on the season since we got every single coach back, you know, and, and that's where are literally the only team that's going to have that because KC's losing uh, Eric Bianami to uh, uh, Washington, it sounds like. What What do you think? I'm oh, sorry, you, AC. What do you think of the odds nope, of the Bengals going all in? Me. The, the term all in is subjective to start with. All right, good. Yeah, I was, I guess, can, can we get philosophical about what all in is? I mean, yeah. What is what, what is all in? Um, you know, I, I there, there's a lot of different routes the Bengals could take this year. Whether it's you know if it's trading up for an elite player in the draft in, in one of the high rounds, whether it's you know maybe making an outside signing in free agency that you don't expect them to because of all of the internal guys that they want to sign. So it just kind of depends on what you mean by all in, but. You know, they're obviously positioned well based on what they've done the last couple of years, getting all the coaches back. And I would like to see them maybe make, you know, a surprising move in free agency. Someone where you go, wow, that's a nice piece. I didn't kind of expect that. Um, Kind of play with house money a little bit. Now, what that might what that might cost in terms of personnel to do that. I'm saying, do you sacrifice a T Higgins contract extension? Do you sacrifice a you know, it, it does Joe Mixon become a cap casualty to be able to get another piece and then maybe you draft a replacement? I don't know because of the cap hit and, and whatnot with Mixon that's that's sitting out there. So there are a lot of different avenues the Bengals could take this offseason. I would like to see them, 
you know, whether it's getting kind of an exciting tight end or, you know, someone on the interior to be able to rush the passer with a lot, a lot of consistency to rotate in and out of there. Those are two areas I'd really like to see him shore up, but they're in good shape regardless. DJ, think of us. What do you got? Okay. So I'm a very responsible gambler. Like I put very little we're, money. We're not Derek. <laughs> yeah. De- Derek Orange Arrow, not a responsible gambler. <laughs> So, so for me, I want to build something long-term, but I also know how close we are to our Super Bowl window. So part of me wants to just jump in and say, yeah, let's do whatever we need to do. And a lot of that is the t- you would be sacrificing a T. Higgins extension, whether it's this year or next year, if you're going to really push in and say, all right, let's go get a Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Because that's that's what I think of when I think going all in. You're going to pay another guy to solidify a position in need. And beyond I, that, I, I don't know how many other positions. You're going to re-sign Jesse Bates then, almost going all in. Maybe. All to, right, to so, me, because okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait to see what Dax Hill is when I have a proven commodity. All right, so Deets, what what's the odds for the so Bengals? The, for a Super so, Bowl this year. Good. So if we're getting philosophical, I want to go back to what AC said about getting philosophical okay. about this. I would say, what's the position of need, right? Because we went into the playoffs, the Bengals went into the playoffs without two of their starting linemen, right? And I think that the out three yeah. of them, thank you, yep. three of them. And I think that the outcome could have been much different in uh, in that game against KC if they had all three mm-hmm. of them. So they spent something like, uh, don't quote me, but something around $40 million on the offensive line this year. Like, what would be taking that next step? And is it worth it to do that? Or are there other positions of need, you know? Um, I look at the defense and I'd say they need to shore up, whether it's getting Jesse Bates, whether it's Dax Hill or someone um, taking that next step, uh, one of the the rookies from this year or the younger players. Um, But I think getting another piece in that secondary so you're not relying on Eli Apple and uh, $80 left on my account on Bengals plus 900. I like that. Uh, yeah, so the Bengals are plus 900. They're, 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 they're the third lowest odds to win the Super Bowl next year behind the Chiefs and the Bills. So Wait, wait, wait. The three... underdog Chiefs are, 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 are favored to win the Super Bowl again? I mean, my God, yeah, I thought they were underdogs if you listen to them. <laughs> yeah, so you, have, so, so you have the top three, the, the, the worst odds or the best odds, I guess, depending on how you want to see it. Uh, Chiefs plus 600, Bills plus 700, uh, Bengals plus 900, and then you get into some NFC teams after that. There you so, go. But who else would you put your money on, honestly, for right now? Do you guys have a dark horse? Chargers? What's the Chargers? I'll just throw them out as a team. I think the Chargers are too far away. I would say the Niners, if they get a quarterback. That's who I was going to say. Yep. But I feel like the Niners are right there, depending on sportsbook. The Niners are right there in that mix of the top five. Well, depend, the, like I said, they got to get a quarterback. You saw what happens when they, they lost one. I mean, they held, like, oh, they got to get a quarterback that can actually make it through a whole season. That would help. Like, I, I'm talking about outside the top five type odds because oh, okay. I, I yeah, put the yeah. Niners, the Eagles, yeah, uh, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and uh, the – Bills, yeah. Yeah. This is my five. I think Jacksonville is a really good team next year, and you have to remember that as long as he gets approved, Calvin Ridley's coming back to that team, they're going to be absolutely loaded on offense. And if Trevor Lawrence continues to make a jump, I think that's a good team. They need to shore up that defense a little bit, but, I mean, they're going to have four unreal wide receivers. Uh, I think they're all under contract for next year. Uh, that's off the top of my head. And Evan Not Ingram, Marvin Jones, well. I don't think. 
<laughs> no, Marvin Jones is up. You might. He's also like him. he's also not young. <laughs> yeah, he's not young. Well, speaking of of, of Marvin Jones, when he was a Bengal, this this kind of I'm kind of stealing this from from Locked On Bengals or or excuse me, uh, yeah, Locked On Bengals. Or they said that they reminded us of like 2012. That was Andy Dalton and I or 2011. Andy Dalton and AJ Green's second year, where they basically signed all their own guys and they they brought in Marvin Harrison. That's really the only guy that they really brought in. And that was the, in their opinion, not all in in their Super Bowl window uh, for that era, and that's kind of where I'm at here. We got the coaches back and everything. You know, Joe's up, T's up, up, uh, but they're not uh, free agents after this year. And and the only glaring hole for me that I think the Bengals really need to try to attack is is right tackle because LC is not pro- most likely not going to be ready by the time the season rolls around, and you have Keenan Bedenji there who. Would, Say what you want, did okay. You got Jax Carmen who, who did, showed some stuff there. If you can go get your sign one, or you can draft. Uh, I was forget who, who's the kid's name from uh, Tennessee, Dale. No, no, right? Yeah, if he's there, if you could draft him, and maybe you have him and Adenji fight it out until Lel gets back or whatever. That's kind of where I'm at. Or they sign one. That that's the the th- thing to me is improving, keeping your guys and improving the 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 team. And to me, it's it's right tackle. I I think I don't know what you got, AC. It's to me, it's just really funny how different the attitude has changed from about a year ago when we were talking about when the Bengals landed Leo Collins, right? I mean, I feel like we were all pretty damn ecstatic. I was ecstatic. I was when ecstatic. They, when they got him, right? Because right. it was like we were going to trade the house for him, right? We were going to do all this stuff. We got to get this guy. He's going to, you know, then they cut him. Then they get him on a kind of a, a somewhat team friendly deal and you go wow this just worked out really really well and you're like hell yeah we all celebrated yeah and then and then now we're a year later we're like we got to replace this guy right so it's just kind of weird how this full circle thing has kind of kind of come about but um yeah i mean i I think right tackle definitely is a spot you got to watch there's some talk about people i liked some of the stuff i saw from cordell volson last year but if you're really talking at this point to kind of like hey we just really have to make improvements to what is already a, a solid roster all around right. that's an area you may want to look at and really to, to be honest guys I and mean, we're talking about energy and whatnot and the three missing guys from the playoff roster on the offensive line it's almost like you got to just build the depth uh, and i've kind of said this in a weird way you almost want to build like another offensive line that you can start behind the first offensive line that you have because They've had so many – even when they stock the cabinet with starters, the guys get injured, and then you bring in these guys, and you go, oh, man, they're either developmental guys, they're not working out, whatever, and then it's kind of a disaster like we saw against Kansas City. So it's almost like, you know, maybe all in is just really, really, really focusing on shoring up the depth, and instead of having developmental guys, projects, young, young guys that you got to bring along the way for two years, you got to have guys that can play right now and play in an emergency pinch even if they're a fringe starter right now, what that looks like, I don't really know, but you know, I, I that's think what's that's... so interesting about this off season. It can go. There's so many different ways that they can go. Cause I, I think it all starts and, and ends with, with jackpot. You got to get him signed. I think and for some reason, I think it's going to happen before it's free agency good, and everything. I, I just, that's just, I don't know, feeling I got, I mean, do you guys, where do you think the Joe Burrow contracts will come in? Is it before free agency? So we have, go, go ahead, Dale. Well, I want I just want to go back to the line first because I do. I, okay, I will say I do think we get Joe done, but but Collins wise, yes, we were all excited, AC. But what did Cowboys fans warn us about the injuries? Injuries, exactly what happened. Practice exactly a what lot, happened. and yep. 
and and that's what was happening. And then and now he has an ACL, which happened late in the year, so we don't know if he'll be able to start. So that's why my focus is more on like a right tackle than anywhere else on the line for the draft, right? Because I just see it's like a glaring thing we're going to need to start the yeah. season at minimum. But um, with Joe, yes, I think that gets done. Um, I, it's going to be a lot. Like so. If you're going there on money-wise and you think, oh, he's going to take a team-friendly deal, there's ways to make a team-friendly deal like Mahomes did, but you're still going to be paying a lot of money and it's going to be paid. We're probably, well. You're probably looking at Mahomes' money is what Joe is oh, going to ask for. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully a Mahomes' contract where you're kicking it down, you're spreading it out over the five years. Mahomes, if I'm right, uh, signed a five-year contract. And the yeah. bigger – You have to back it later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I think they're going to do. I think they can do that with T as well. But it just, I mean, everybody on the NFL Network is like, oh, you should trade him for a number one pick, which, I, yes. I mean, if you trade T, you're getting a number one pick. I think hopefully a number two pick as well, which I don't want to trade T. I don't think we're going to. I don't at think all. you're getting the number. In this market, you're not getting a number one pick for T. Well, well, who got a number one two, pick for a wide receiver? Two or four, something like that. What? So we got a number one pick for a wide receiver last uh, year. Marquise Brown went for a one last year. Yeah. You should easily really? be able to get a one for right. T. So that's that's what I'm saying. You get a one for Marquise Brown, you're never getting a one for 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 T. Or, or if you're not, I'm not trading him because it's not worth it. He's a legit number one. Listen, if the if the focus is offensive line, not to, not to keep belaboring the point, but if the focus is offensive line, you probably have to address it through the draft, right? You probably need a plug and play starter that you mm-hmm. believe could right. be a plug and play starter because otherwise, your options like for people that can come in and make a difference, you're talking about like. Taylor from the Jags or uh, what it says, McGlinchey or whatever from the Niners. And I think Niners are going to resign him. He's going to be a key part of what they try to keep in the offseason. Uh, and if they don't, I think they're going to be expensive. I mean, they're going to be very, very pricey and very highly sought after. A lot of people need offensive line help this year. And what's the difference between that? Sorry, Jeff, but what's okay. the difference between that and a um, uh, Jones or Darnell Wright, a right tackle? Because I'm just – and you you know, Anthony, you can't zero in on one position for the draft, but it seems to match up so well for me this year. A right tackle. Yeah, I mean, I, right right tackle has to be prioritized, and they, it has to be whether whether somehow they think that Collins is going to be the answer. I, you know, I, again, with all the injuries and whatnot, he never really seemed to be fully healthy when he was here anyway because he had the back stuff and all kinds of stuff throughout the year. So, I, you know – I like that move when they made it. It's just hard to, as we sit here right now to foresee Collins as being the guy. I, I can see them going in the draft to kind of maybe save a little bit of the money to do some of these extensions instead of going out in free agency, that sort of thing. That would make more sense to me. Or if somehow there's a trade option that's that's out there, but they don't really like to trade their picks. Usually when they trade, they, they, they trade a player for a player type of thing. So, um, you know, for me, I, I think offensive line has to be a priority there. And it probably is a tackle to be honest, that maybe has, I know I'm, I'm not a big guy that's like, Hey, you know, you can play a little bit here, play a little bit here. You kind of want like a, a dude that's like, this is your right left back. tackle. Right. This is your right tackle. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you have questions about Jonah health wise, final year of the contract uh, up and down play at times, you probably want to tackle that you can say, well, he can be a right tackle right now, maybe a left tackle down the road, that sort of thing, and that's your long-term plan, and you can develop one that way. That would probably be right now the best route. I, I'm looking at some of the other positions that I mentioned, tight end, interior defensive line, that sort of thing, because I feel like 
those are some things that can really, at the end of the year there, you felt like maybe, I, I like Hayden Hurst, but I think if you had another supplemental weapon with him, another mm -hmm. guy that can stretch yes. the field a little bit more than he could, I think that that would be a big weapon. But also what the Bengals had in the interior in 2021, when they had B.J. Hill and Larry Ogunjobi and D.J. Reader and the two edge guys and Hendrickson and Hubbard, that formula worked out really, really well. And when Ogunjobi got hurt, when Ogunjobi left the Bengals, they were not able to replicate that the same way. They've got some guys on the roster right now they like. But finding another guy that I think that can be a – I mean, I, I know it's big shoes to fill, but a Geno Atkins-ish type of yeah. guy in the middle there. That, You're going mean, to say Kalaja Kainz, aren't you? You're going to say Kalaja Kainz that gives you a boner. Well, I like that guy, but I, I like I like another certain guy on the West Coast out here that uh, you can move around the defensive line too. But regardless, I think you got to find. Oh, a guy is that, that can, is that the guy I asked you if he Dooley. was a tackle? I Dooley. asked you Dooley. like over a week hey, you ago. You got to watch my show today. You got to watch my show from today. <laughs> yeah, what have you been doing, DJ Thickabus? God, get up work. Did you mention? Did you mention me that I made you go back and rewatch him? Um, yes, no, you did. I believe I did. I think I did. <laughs> So, all right, let me roll back. Again, we're talking offensive line, but I want to roll back again to the offensive line. Um, Jackson Carmen, with, with the whole like, everything you said, AC, about, about Jonah and the two dislocated kneecaps, and he didn't get to the level we want him to. But the what Jackson Carmen showed us in the two playoff games, uh, do you think they give him a chance to 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 push Jonah as, as far as left, left tackle? Because I'm just saying, if you have, if Jackson can improve, it could be your left tackle. You got him. He's bigger, faster, stronger, athletic, and you get uh, – one of these guys out from Ohio State or Tennessee, and those are your two left and right tackles. That's your road graders right there. That's more athletic and faster tackles than we have right now. I don't know. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? You go yeah, AC. Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, I've still got hopes out there for Deontay Smith. So I, you know, I don't know what's what's happening there. I don't know if he's a guy they're ever going to truly develop there. But that's a guy I, you know, I was hoping would start to come around here regardless i i really really liked it, what i saw from jackson carmen in that buffalo game but it wasn't the same after that and we've seen the track record so i don't know that there's enough there to say he's going to push jonah williams he's going to move to right tackle and be the right tackle right now if i'm the Bengals, if i'm frank pollock and i'm looking at jackson carmen i i, I would have liked a couple of things you put on tape especially late in the year but i would i would say you still got to earn this, man. Um, we're we're, yeah. we're gonna we got to still restock. He's at the, least earned another here. year to 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 find out. I think. I think he's, he's a backup right now, though. To yeah. me, he's still showing backup caliber play consistently. There's the there's the, the blips where you go, wow, there's a dominant you know dominance handful of reps or whatnot. But for the most part, I mean, he's still young. He's very young, but he's still showing kind of backup reps to me on a more consistent basis than starter reps. Yeah, you at least take him into camp though and see what you got. You know what I mean? He's active, oh, of course, of course. He's active yeah. game day versus inactive this year is where I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just uh, you. If the question is, does did he show enough late in the year to potentially Start. push Jonah with the injuries and all that stuff? For me, no. For me, no. But um, you know, who knows? Maybe another camp. Maybe there are other things where you could say you know he'll show more. But I. For me, he's kind of the the backup right now. You still bring him to camp. You give him a shot to earn a spot, but I I don't know. Not seeing it. Go ahead, DJ Thickamus. Uh, I'm raising my hand like a classroom. So I got a question <laughs> for uh, Jason Deeds, a.k.a. the U.S. Gambler. If you could put stock in one rookie from this season 
from uh, from this past season of the Bengals, who would it be going forward? Just as a player in general, put stock in them, like bet on them. Probably, uh, probably uh, Juice Gang, man. Got to go yes! with Juice Gang. That was what I was hoping to <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. He's 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 a he's a I mean he's a hard hitting kid, man. Like he just yeah, he rocked people even in the playoffs a few times. Um, I like Dax Hill as well. I I invested in a Dax Hill jersey because I had the opportunity signed jersey. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Plus, plus we've met his parents multiple times. They're awesome. Ju- Juice mom and, yeah. and Juice dad and whatever yeah. they got on their on their jerseys. I love it. Pop uh, Juice, Mama Juice, just, yep. Mama uh, Juice. That's what it is. Mama uh, Juice. Uncle yeah, Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to understand, but I, I'm going to get one for Uncle Juice. <laughs> that's, probably, that, that, that's probably who I'd go with. All right, let's go to some questions. You guys are blowing a chat up. I, I appreciate it here. Natty goes, uh, do you take two tackles or a tackle and a guard? Neither. Neither. Huh? Neither. Is this draft related? Draft, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming draft, yeah. I mean, okay. tackle and a guard then because we need guard depth and we need – you know, I would, I would say, yeah, I would, I would take a tack, a true tackle, maybe one that, like I said, can play both spots if you think. But then, then as much as I don't like the idea of being like, oh, you can play guard, you can play tackle, but with my idea of rebuilding a offensive line depth and guys that you think can step in and start right away, you probably want to get a guy that can you feel can play guard and tackle, whether it's on a developmental. Poor shit. Guy. You just you literally I know I know Cont- I know I contradicted myself. That's what I do. Have you watched my show? I contradict myself all the time. Obviously That's Dale has it. I mean he, he never watches your show. No, but, uh, so true tackle and then a guy that can maybe play guard and tackle later in the draft. That's no saying, he but, wants uh, a tackle and a guard. That's what he means. Because enough of this Tackle to guard shit. Anthony, you know this. We do it too often and it doesn't work out. Like I know. I know. Jack, Jack, of, all all Jack of all trades, master of none, right? Exactly. Yes. But let me let me ask you guys this, because I got cut out for a second. Let me ask you guys this. Which school of thought are you guys from? Would you guys take the best player available or do you go after your specific needs if you are the GM? Well, you're picking it's a combination. Yeah, I say I pick it at 28. Uh, you, if the guy you have, if you have a guy slotted there that that you want and he's not there, then you take the best player available or the next guy that's which. Well, yeah, then you play the next next guy available for me because maybe the next guy you have listed there might be in the second round. So it kind of depends on on where you're slotted at. I think. Sure. I thought last year it lined up well with Dax Hill. I want a Karloftis, but he Perfect. went one pick ahead to KC. But I thought it lined up well that Dax Hill was, in my opinion, the highest rated guy on my board. My personal board don't mean shit. I understand. But that was the highest rate. So I'm like, he's the best player available. And it so happened to be a position of need in the sense that we didn't have a long-term deal for Jesse Bates. I, you I, don't like, I, I don't like reaching. I don't like, yeah. I don't like reaching for something. So I, I understand, like, to me – if you're going into the draft and you and I don't mean to slam the guy because he I he's a nice guy and he's an Ohio State guy, I don't want to slam, but when you go into the draft and you're so desperate for position and you pick a Billy Price in the middle of the first round type of situation because you need a center really bad and you take the second or third best one of the class in the first round, that to me is a, it spells a disaster. So I would rather 
even though it drives me nuts sometimes where you're like, man, I want him to get a tight end. I want him to get this, you know, whatever the position that seems to be the most needy. Um, I would rather them go best player available. And I would rather them go if it's going to be a need or best player, either way, I'd rather it go for just pick a premier position, whether it's a tackle, whether it's a pass rusher, whether it's something where you know that those are the positions that win you football games as evidenced by the two teams that played in the Super Bowl this year. You got to get after the quarterback. You got to protect the quarterback. And if you're able to, um, if you're able to grab one of those guys, even though it's not an immediate pressing need and you see it, see someone out there that looks good, that would be my preference. Um, I still would maybe go best player available and just not reach. Uh, Ken here is asking who's the D tackle from USC that they brought in and who started a couple of games. You, you're the, you're the USC guy oh, there. Tuli. Tuli. Uh, he's talking about he's talking about uh Jay Tufele though. Oh 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 Tufele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Jay Tufele, yeah, I like that guy too. That was that was my guy. Um I don't know what their long-term plans are for him. I came in and played you know two, three games pretty pretty well, right? Um he would be another nice rotational guy, back end depth piece type of guy, but I don't know that he's ever gonna be a huge high impact type of guy in, in the NFL, but you know, if he's kind of a back end roster guy, you keep around. I'd, I'd like that. I I thought he did pretty well. I don't know if you guys remember his his starts. I think it was one against the Saints, right? Um, mm-hmm. Did yeah. pretty well there. And, um, and he played a lot when DJ was out. Yeah, it was with yeah. Reader was out. Yeah, yeah, made a couple of nice plays. I I I was impressed. I thought he looked good when he was out, but he's not a guy that you uh, keeps you from drafting an upgrade. No. Right? Yeah. No. All right. Now here's a question that we. It seems like I get this question. Every offseason. <laughs> we're looking at QB. Are we stuck on Allen and Browning being our backup QBs? Uh, I, I don't I, I To me, it, Browning is – or not Browning, but Allen is fine. If Joe gets hurt, we're screwed. <laughs> like, I don't know. Where, where do you guys – what do you guys think? Yes. Yes. Because yes, even what? if we take somebody seventh round, we're still stuck with like – Yeah. Bur- Burrow's too young to start drafting quarterbacks. He's too young. Uh, I don't. I don't look at it as you draft a backup. You go out and you try to you try to sign a decent backup because, like you said, like if if Burrow goes down, the season's over. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not going to get to the playoffs, or maybe you sneak into the wild card depending on when the season it is. But like you're not going anywhere if you don't have Burrow. He's the key to this offense. Yeah, yeah I, I would it's... take like a sorry AC before you go. I would take oh. like a Malik Cunningham or. A, Max Duggan or somebody who has some like running ability, scrambling ability more that's just like you're basically putting in there run a whole different offense if you're going to draft somebody in the later rounds. What if they go They're sign gonna... Lamar Jackson and have him play running back? How about that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's not come out all in right there. Uh, to play his natural that's, position. That's all in. All that is all in. in. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be Allen. Um, I think I think that's just the guy they roll with. I think the coaches like him and he's comfortable in the system. Burrow like I think you're probably going to see a, yeah Burrow likes him and you're probably going to see a guy that they bring in that you know uh, whether it's like a Dolagala type of guy where you go oh wow you know big arm or oh wow there's something here because they, he shines against preseason third stringers. Um, but it's going to you know I, I think it's going to be the usual suspects in in that regard at that position. It's just you, you got the guy, but you don't need to. You know, really, I mean, and if that, if for God forbid, we've seen it, if that guy goes down, he's a, it's not going to be good. So, um, <laughs> right, exactly. you better spend your time doing this. 
<laughs> than yeah. anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, special teams here. So punter and uh, kick returner. Are, are, are we? Well, I think we definitely got to get a kick returner because I just think that that you know uh, uh, Taylor. Uh, Trent Taylor caught the ball, which is great. Punt returner, what? punt returner. We need a punt returner, not yeah. a kick returner. Right. Yeah, yeah, not kick returner. Sorry, punt. Yeah, he said kick, but yeah, we need a punt returner. Trent Taylor caught the ball, which is great, better than what we had last year. But he need we need somebody to to, to be able to get the ball, push the ball up the field. I mean, is now is that a guy that you might roll into as you're like your fourth wide receiver? That's another one we could go in the draft to get some speed out there. That could also be your your uh, punt returner. Deets, yes. what do you got, Jason? Who was doing it at the end of this year? It was Trenton Irwin? Was, Trent, uh, uh, Trent Taylor was doing a dude. Taylor. Yeah, Trent, Taylor. Trent Taylor. Oh, it was Taylor. It was Taylor. Um, yeah, I think you have to. I think it's an area that's probably an underlooked area. I, I wouldn't say the Bengals are, I mean, they're not bad on, on uh, special teams, but I think it's an area where, to be honest with you, and like I know he gets a lot of love, but also Money Mac. I don't think he's safe. He shouldn't be safe this year. He missed a bunch of kicks. Point after is remember the point after the half game. Take. He missed like I'm take. Then shut up so we can clip it. <laughs> I'm just saying you got to re- you just said Money Max should be on the chopping block. Not on the chopping Hot block. Seat. I just don't think he's he should be safe. He should he should feel the pressure that he has to perform next year. And you should have someone that you maybe are confident. Maybe you draft a kicker late, 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 late seventh round, sixth round that you like, uh, or pick someone up off the street. Um, that's true. Pac-Man was the last really, uh, yeah, it's a good, good point. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I think special teams is an area where you can focus, right. Depending on if you resign everyone else or not. Yeah. Godfather. What, what was one of the no, things? We, hold the, on. We need a fucking punter. How the hell are you going to say money Mac is on the fucking job block? For the fucking Three point game. afters in one game, Dale, three point afters in one game. Playoffs. Yeah, he missed shit in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, miss. but as we saw, as we saw every game, Chris, and they now we can we can upgrade Drew Christman. That motherfucker, like he kicks the ball like this high in the air, this high. Hey, That's hey, get time. out of here, Drew's the man. This same He's time is the size of my penis. <laughs> He's my favorite punter in the league. <laughs> All right, go ahead, AC. No, I, I just you know what do the Chiefs teach us? Speed, right? So I think I think uh, you know if you can get a guy that's got some speed back there, um, I cannot for the life of me figure out what's going on with Chris Evans in this team. I, I can't figure it out. I know there's injuries, but there's a lot of healthy scratches. There's a lot. I, there are moments where you go, dude, that's the guy, and then you kind of like, well, what, what happened? Um, Where'd he go? I, I kind of <laughs> well, I kind yeah, I kind of felt like well. Damn, if you're not going to use him as a wide receiver, as a as a pass catching uh, running back or whatever, you know, I mean, like maybe that's the role, right? Maybe, maybe return kicks, but can't seem to find a niche. I would love to see them invest in a guy who's maybe wide receiver four. That's just the, the the field stretcher guy that can also go back field a punt or two a game, and at least at least give a threat, even you know because of the speed, right? Uh, keep keep teams honest that in that regard. So um, yeah, I, speed. Give me some speed at that speed. position. That's that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, I got like goal? full PTSD on that low kick because I'm like no hang time on the kick from the Eagles kicker, which he's coming off an injury apparently. So I'm like, wow, that was Drew Christman. And then it's like, bam, they get it in the hand. But I don't think I want to waste a pick on a punter. You can get them 
I'm, ta- I'm taking Berger from, from Michigan State in the seventh round right now. I don't give a shit. If it's me, I'm doing it. How about when was the last time a punter was actually drafted? Does anybody know offhand? Uh, a lot, but do you want to really talk about? So, first off, the guy we were going to draft last year, a punter, the Ravens took Two him. of them. Yeah. The, Ra- the Stonehouse, Ravens right? Him. Wasn't Stonehouse one of them? And then uh, the guy who got in trouble from San Diego State. Ariza. Ariza is the one yeah. I wanted, yeah. I wanted him to yeah. draft him. Oh, thank God, God. yeah, God. But but I was I was told by a, a very reliable source, aka you got sources, Shane Graham, oh. that we were higher on. You're not supposed to reveal your sources. Well, I'm not good at this. I just drink <laughs> Come on, DJ Thickamus. Shane wouldn't be mad, but that we were very high on the guy that the Ravens took. That you know, which it's not really revealing anything. He's a good punter. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they 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 could. It, 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 this year is going to be really interesting. And I I, I give this to, to uh, Bengals and Bourbon. He said that, and this this is true. The last couple of years, what the Bengals have done in free agency dictates what they're going to do in the draft. Do you guys feel that's going to be the same way this year? ACL, let you go first. You go around the horn. Well, uh, I was looking know? up. It was Jordan Stout. Is that the name you were talking about? The the Ravens punter. Is that the guy? Yeah, Stout was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, so he uh, said Stenhouse. I was like, man, eh, didn't sound right. It was Stout. Uh, was the... What, Jeff? What did you? I'm sorry. What did you ask? I was. Well, I understand. You had you had me looking up punters for God's sake. Uh, I know. didn't do sorry. it. Dale did it. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. You just did it. But I was I'm saying, well, uh, Matt Bengals Bourbon says this. He goes, the last couple of years, the way the Bengals have attacked free agency dictates how they do the draft. Do you, with as many free agents as the Bengals had themselves this year, guys they want to sign contracts to, do you think it's going to be the same way this year that what they do in free agency or of the guys that they sign is going to dictate how they how they do the draft again? Or are they, or are they going to do more signing of free agents after the draft more than before this year? We've heard Duke Tobin talk about this a lot, that the Bengals don't like to go into draft feeling like they have desperate areas of need. Right. right. Whether they now what they view as desperate areas of need and what the fans view as desperate areas of need sometimes doesn't align, but they don't like to feel like we absolutely have to take X position in the first round, in the second round, that sort of thing. Um, now, I think they felt that way the first couple of years under the rebuild of Zach Taylor, just like, man, we just need to restock these positions. But, you know, as they've done more in free agency now, I think I think it's just going to still continue to kind of be mostly best player available and or players they just really, really – I mean, it, you, you talked about Cam Taylor, Britt, earlier. They, they really like that kid. I mean, mm-hmm. they moved up in the second round to go get him. So that was a guy that – yeah, they, they signed a couple of corners. They probably need another one. Did they need one maybe in the second round? Uh, maybe. But they were like, dude, we love this kid. We're going to go get him, right? So right. – that's what I feel like they're going to, they're going to resign. They're going to probably be more inwardly focused this year, as opposed to the last couple of off seasons where they did the big splashy signings. They're going to need to be more inwardly focused to keep, you know, your Vaughn bells, potentially Jesse Bates, all that kind of stuff. Um, maybe dabble, get kind of maybe some mid tier guys to help out, fill out some depth, maybe be kind of a, a spot starter type of thing. And then they go into the draft and kind of say, you know, we have a handful of positions we're probably going to address early, but we're not going to be tied to tackle in the first round per se. We're not going to be tied to tight end in the second round, that sort of thing. Like we're going to kind of let the board fall and take what we think is the best player of a handful of players that we've identified in this range where we're picking. That's, that's probably what they're, what they want to do because they've kind of said that outwardly that that's what they like to do with the draft. 
I think you can't go into the draft unless you're drafting the top 15, 20 spots. You can't even go into the draft with a desperate position of need because you're not sure outside of those top 20 players. You probably you don't know what you're gonna be able to, whether you're going to be able to plug and play them or not. Just does, that, does that make the right tackle a desperate, a desperate need a position here for, for the Bengals? I don't think that they're locked into taking a tackle in the first round. I definitely don't. I think so you can that, find va- I think you can find value in the second, third. Well, what with with the the, the uh, this is where I get worried about because LC, like I said, I don't think he's be ready by by the time the season starts. That's where I'm kind of like the, you got to have something that you can you know you could put there, you know. So that's where I'm like, okay, if, if they don't want to go all in and, wait, and hopefully get into the draft. Do they go out and get somebody outside, you know, and cut LC and take that money toward toward the new right tackle? What do you think there, DJ Thickamus? Well, I just don't – I mean, and I'm not saying that you pigeonhole yourself into one position ever. You never should. The best play I, – I just try to – I don't know, man. I'm a big draft nerd, so I always predict how many guys go, how many tackles go, how many tackles will probably be there. It's like a prediction type game. It's like puzzle pieces for me. And also with the roster. So for me, the need meets the value meets best player avail- available with Dewan Jones and um oh shit. Now I'm forgetting the guy from Tennessee's <laughs> name. For a from Ohio State. No, Dewan no, Jones. That's Dewan um, Jones. Um oh God. Turn to Cody Mock. No, no, the right tackle from Tennessee, Darnell. Um Darnell oh. Wright. Yeah. Darnell, thank, you. thank you. So, but those two right tackles, I feel like could be it could match need with value with you know all of that. Just because I do, I sat and do this shit year round NFL yes, draft. I, I do it year round. It's crazy, and I try to piece it all together. And I, I have the Bengals needs and this and that. And okay, how's this gonna work out? And I do a bazillion mock drafts, a bazillion fucking things, and. To me, the right tackle is gonna is gonna have a chance. I'm just afraid that the damn Steelers are gonna take my guy Dewan Jones number one. But then I'm gonna be happy that we get Darnell right. Just so say, so AC is the right tackle position right now with with Lyle Collins' injury and Adenogy is really the only right tackle you had that you could semi trust. Is the right tackle a position of need going into this offseason right now for the Bengals with the uncertainty of LC? As things are currently constructed, I mean, yeah, you got you get you have to figure out something there because your starter from last year is probably not going to be healthy at the beginning of the year, or may, maybe maybe <laughs> in training camp best case scenario. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can get by with the Denigy, but we've seen, I think we've seen the ceiling of Hakeem Denigy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. a decent backup, decent spot starter. I mean, I, I think. I, God bless him, but I think we've seen the ceiling there, and it's just it's not high caliber NFL starter at this point. So, um, you know, I, I would say that they they probably need to address that. Now there are. Some, I just want to say, Ray, you're right. I'll be back. Ray, you're right. <laughs> I, I'm looking barking. at the list of, of of tackles. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really enthralled with a ton of names that I'm looking at necessarily. I think you guys mentioned a couple that sound interesting, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, so in free agent, free agency, that is so. Um, yeah, I think it's currently constructed, they probably need to figure something out. There. That, that's one that's well, one scary think, thing. Good, Jason. Sorry, good. No, I was gonna say, I see just to your point there, I think the most interesting right tackles are going to be expensive, 
in free agency right. are going to be pricey, yeah. you know, and hard and tough to sign. That that was going to be my only point. Well, to me, that's where there's a chance that the the two cut casualties could be Mixon and it could be L, and you could take that. And I, th- I I I suck at math, but I heard on the radio that if you cut those two, it, it goes to like sixteen million dollars that you could put toward a right tackle in free agency or you know the draft or whatever or other players. Um, so that's that's where I or or they restructure Mixon's either way, but that's where I I kind of think that might legitly happen because you don't know. What happened? Oh, geez, I've lost everybody. <laughs> um, hey, the way it should be, don't care. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I, it, it's it's going to be really interesting. Like, first of all, we got to get Joe's contract signed. And then I think the next thing is trying to figure out what T is. And then, you gotta, and then along with that, you got to figure out your right tackle position. It, it's a very, um, it's, it's a position of need just because of what happened with, with AC. Yeah. Or, I mean, LC, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think, with the exception of the Chiefs game, I think uh, Deneji did a good enough job filling in. I was gonna notice. I said good enough. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't great. He wasn't phenomenal. Right. But if you have a, if I mean, and I don't know anything really about LC's injury and like how long he should take to come back from that. But if you're looking at a, I don't know, week five or six comeback for him, depending on what the schedule looks like, the first five or four or five weeks, then maybe you try to get by with that. Maybe you think you can get by with that. Maybe you draft a tackle. It, but you draft them second or third round and you try to develop them this year, uh, but really they take a backup uh, role. I don't know. There's a few different options here. Um, obviously it's, it's a position of need, right? You need to protect, you need to protect uh, Burrow. That's the most important thing. Um, but uh, I think there's a few different ways you can do that. And it'll be really telling in a few weeks here, a little while when, uh, when free agency gets started to see who goes where and what they try to do, because I think AC is right. I think that this year they look internally. Right, exactly. uh, and, they, and they and they say, okay, these are our guys. We did well this year with these guys. Let's try to bring back everyone we can. Well, well let's be honest. I mean, when the offensive line was fully healthy, I mean, I, Joe Burrow was one of the least sack quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, if LC can come back and he's fully healthy and Jonas fully healthy, I'm pretty confident in the way the, the offensive line played when they were healthy that we, we our offense was rolling and Joe wasn't getting hit. So that you had that to fall back on. I'm just worried that Jonah had dislocated two of his kneecaps, which has got to be painful. Yeah. And then LC uh, tore his ACL. I mean, there's uh, the ACL, like I said, I just don't know if he's going to be back in time for the season start. But anyway, since we just got you on the show right now, let's t- let's talk some betting here. What now? What in the world would you bet on right now? Because you got the uh, NBA is going into the uh, into the All Star weekend. Football's over. I mean, are you, are you betting XFL? I mean, is that is that what we're down to? Or what what, what, are we, what are we doing this weekend? I haven't bet XFL yet. Um, this is actually still a really exciting time for betting. If you ask me, you have a lot of different things going on. You have NBA, uh, not this weekend, but you do have a few games tonight. Uh, then you go into the all-star break and they'll be back next week. You have NHL. They've already finished their all-star break. Uh, so now you've got them. You've got NHL every single night. You've got college basketball rolling most nights of the week. Um, you've got uh, baseball. that's going to be starting up here in about a month. I think opening day for pretty much everyone is uh, the 30th, 29th, 30th, around there of March. So we're about six weeks away from from baseball. Uh, and and then you've got March Madness. March oh, Madness, March. the first the first two weeks of March Madness this, this year are in Columbus. Oh, dude, I freaking love I, – I wish the Bearcats would be able to that going to be, but I still love March Madness. The first two <laughs> days are unbelievable, dude. I'll, I'll sit down here. I usually always take that, that, uh, that week off. And I'll sit sit down here in the ice cave, and I have like 
you know, my big TV on and flip back and forth to all the different games and everything. It's and now that it, uh, betting is legal in Ohio, it's gonna be a lot more fun. I can actually place bets on my phone. I don't have to drive all the way to, to Indiana to, to make, make those bets. So we're, we're talking betting now, AC, since you, since you left for a little bit here. We're, we, got, we got college basketball. We're talking March Madness a little bit. March Madness. Are you are you are you a college basketball fan at all? I'm throwing AC out in the deep end here. No, you're muted. Not really, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I do. Last couple of years, well, not not with the COVID thing, but um, for a couple of years, I've done a little guys trip out to out to Vegas uh, for the. I want to do that sometime. Off. Yeah, tip off. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, they're big basketball guys. They love it. And they've just, they've been kind enough to let me tag along. So I go out there for a couple of days and it's, it's pretty fun because it's not only the basketball, but then it's also like St. Patty's Day and all kinds of stuff out there. So it's pretty wild. I, I never knew it was like a big, I mean, Vegas, everything's a big thing in Vegas, I guess, but uh, I never really realized it because it wasn't my jam. So I kind of get into it around this time of year, I guess, a little bit. Wow, it's unreal in Vegas, AC. I was there last year for some of the uh, the pre uh, tournament games, like you know the, the like the pre tournament tournaments, the conference games, games or games. whatever. Yeah, the conference games. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. fun. I mean, you can you can go to a, like two games, three games slate for like fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, see, yeah, yeah. It's, and then you're just and then you're just sitting there. You you go to the casino next door, put on some bets, and then you go watch the game that you're just yep. bet on at the casino. You go collect your money afterward, and you're off having a night. You know, at the blackjack table. Yeah, they all. I mean, a lot of those places have like. Yeah, they all have like, like good sports book. You know, a lot of them have high quality sports books where you can just chill and do that. Or it starts to get a little warmer that time of year, so maybe you can get a little sunshine, so you're not feeling like you're in a dungeon for you know, 10 hours a day or whatever in a casino or whatever. Um, ice so yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, it's, it's yeah so do they have uh, this one? I've always heard for, for, and they might have this for, for multiple sporting events, but for the NCAA basketball tournament, March Madness, you can go where they have a room just completely full of freaking TVs. They have oh, yeah. all the game oh, yeah. and they bring, bring yeah, sports book. Oh my yeah. God. Or, yeah. And some of them, they, they, some of them actually like where they have, some of the hotels or casinos where they have like their their live shows, their concerts or theater type of deals. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just get that theater and they do TVs in their actual like st- so it's on as like a stage, and mm-hmm. they have the whole thing decked out. And then they do like food and drink and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Strawberry, look up look up a place called Stadium Swim when you have a chance. Stadium oh, Swim, yeah. Stadium yeah, circa, Swim is right? unreal. At Circa, yeah, it's unreal. Circa, unreal. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Uh, full disclosure: Last time I was in Vegas was 1986, and I couldn't do anything. I was it's a little was, different. It's a little yeah. different. It's a little yeah. different. I was 11. <laughs> I, we went to Circus Circus. I, I got to watch the clowns. That's all I got to do. So <laughs> that, that's what. But I, my my plan is: I'm saving money now. I'm planning to go to Vegas next year for Super Bowl and watch the Bengals win this thing. So that's my plan. There you go. I'll there you go. That so we'll see what happens. I, anyway, went, I went last year and covered the draft out there. That I know you fun. did. I was so yeah. that was so jealous. Yeah, that, was like, that was awesome. Like what you, that but funny. it was like in your hometown. You, I mean, you literally could. Well, you couldn't walk there because you're in California and nobody can walk anywhere because no. you have to drive. Forty you know, forty five yeah. minute flight though. <laughs> that was cool. I I wish yeah. I could have done that. Anyway, I appreciate you guys coming on. AC, what do you got? I know you just got done doing the show. You get, what else you got coming up this week, or what do you got on the on uh, Cincy Jungle? Uh, you know, throttling back a little bit. We tr- we were trying to do shows like three four days a week or something. Throttling back on that a little bit. So. Orange and Black Insider, Cincy Jungle uh, is the site. And uh, appreciate you always 
we got to get you guys on. We'll do like a, a fun draft roundtable or free agency roundtable. Oh, dude, we're, we're talking you, about doing a, doing a live on. draft thing. That's honestly what you know we're what? talking about. One thing I was thinking about doing is getting a lot of the people like yourself, a lot of the creators, content creators and whatnot, do like a some sort of trivia round, like Bengals trivia roundtable type of thing and either play for charity or something. So, yeah, it'd be fun to kind of oh, yeah. get a bunch of people involved in that or something. So, I, I don't know. I have to come up with that. But I, I'm like, hey, we – Talk to you and Dale and you know, no, all, all you guys it's and gals. DJ Thickabus. You got to get his name right. He, he totally changed his name. DJ Thickabus. What, what the hell is with that? What is what is that name? I don't understand. He's, he's drunk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just comes up with the weird shit. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's back. Wait. DJ Thickabus is, is back he... in the house. Oh, he's begging some brews at seven. Oh, yeah. Are you going to talk? I don't see him. He's not here. Where is he? You guys see him? Yeah, I don't see him. No, I don't see him. Oh, I see him. Oh, here you got to add me to the stream, I did. I hit it already. You're like doing this the whole time. Yeah, like, are you going to add me? I got Bengals and Brews at seven. Yeah. Who you got on Bengals and Brews? Who's your guests? I don't really have any. It's going to be you and DJ Thickamus? Yeah, my. Personalities. There you go. All of them. <laughs> AC wants to have us on for Bengals trivia one night. Would you be down for that? Of course, man. Anything the Godfather wants to do, I'm down for. There you go. What are what are we? What are we? Do we there's some vapors in front of the old screen there, dude. Incense. What are we, what are we got incense. He's got he got his he got his uh, heater lit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just great. It ain't nothing exciting, man. Not right now. All right. Exactly. Marissa, bring me the weed. <laughs> That's a seven o'clock tonight. Shit, we're still live. Yeah, we're still live. Oh, All right. Well, DJ, think of us. I'll see you at seven. In 40 minutes, I'm going to be smoking some fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Godfather, appreciate you, man. Let me know if hey, you, you guys are awesome. For you, brother. Of course. I appreciate it. Well, I'll hit you up soon. Sounds good. Who good day? chatting with you guys. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right, Deep. So tell everybody where they can find you. What 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 you got going with Betfred or any anything else you want to promote here before I, I let you go. By the way, thanks for coming on. I'm glad you feel better because you know you're supposed to be on yesterday. You're like, well, I can come on, but I'll, you'll be able to hear me. So I'm glad you're Oh, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't you don't you don't hear my voice you don't see me oh, turning a mute going coughing every every three <laughs> minutes trying to try to make it through what I'm saying uh no uh, thanks for having us on strawberry um uh always fun nice to meet AC and talk with uh, DJ Thickamus as well um uh if anyone's betting uh, tonight in Ohio I uh, like Purdue minus one I think it's still minus one Kicks off or tips off here at uh, six thirty. See, I'm I'm still in football mode. I'm saying kicks off. I know. Um, <laughs> too, dude. I also like I also like NHL road uh, dog or road favorites. Bruins Devils parlayed together gives you plus one fifty six. Uh, always find picks and all the Ohio offers. Thusgambler.com slash Ohio. Uh, obviously, bet bet Fred uh, and uh, I hope to come on again soon. Hell Makes yeah! Who, who who you got in the dunk contest tomorrow night or Saturday night? <laughs> Oh god, I, I don't even ask me. I the minute I the minute I don't I don't pay attention to any of that anymore. Like the minute the minute the NFL went flag football, I was like, I'm done. No, <laughs> no, no more. This Dude, has I, gone too far. I actually enjoyed dodgeball a little bit more than the actual flag football game. Anyway.
Deets, I appreciate you, man. We definitely have to do this again sometime. Anytime, let me know, honey. Who day? Who day? All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. And a little bit of anything and everything there. Had the Godfather. Had Deets, U.S. Gambler. Had DJ Thickamus. You know, we try to get all of it covered here, especially in the offseason. Well, we do have uh, the Bearcat game last night. If you guys watched any of Bearcat basketball, and I kind of said this on Bearcat Ruckus, people are going off on is is Miller the guy. My thought is you got to give him at least four years. You got to give him four years to establish culture and to get his own players in there. We can't keep changing coaches every two years. So I don't like how the Bearcats have lost games they should not lose. I don't like how they've gotten out-rebounded on the offensive glass. I don't like how their defense has collapsed. I don't like that this is a jump-shooting team. We can't get anything inside. But there is really some really good players coming in the next two years. So you got to, my opinion, you got to give Miller at least two more years to establish what he's got. There are some top 10 guys coming in uh, to the program the next uh, couple years. Going into the Big 12, it's going to be a big jump. So it's trust me, it's uh, unless we have a miracle and we win the athletic, American Athletic Conference Championship, we're not going to the tournament again, which would be four years in a row, which sucks. Um, but that's where I'm at as far as UC goes. Uh, I got the Reds coming up here, so there's lots of stuff we can talk about. If you guys, I don't, I do 99% Bengals, but we could talk Bearcats, we talk Reds. Uh, some people are like, You want to talk Xavier? I'm like, I really am not a Xavier fan, so <laughs> I, I try not to. Try not to walk it or try. I always say I try not to watch. I do watch them. I just, I just can't get into them. Oh, I tried. I just, I just can't. Anyway, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then as always, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off on a uh, putting on the podcast here later on tonight. If you missed any of it and just want to listen to us for an hour, oh, well, 55 minutes right now. And if you're watching right now, you guys are troopers. If you're sitting there watching the show still, and uh, well, I'm going through this, but it's on Beanpot, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a star, five star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, my originals, you guys are awesome. 2,114. So, tell your friends, say your neighbors to subscribe to Sports with Strawberries. Let's try to get to 3,000 as fast as we can. Other than that, I'll see you guys tomorrow for a fun football. For, oh, man, it won't be a fun football. It'll be a fun, just a fun Friday show. How about that? I'm so used to saying fun football Friday. It'll be a fun Friday show. Have some fun. Drink some beers. Romance to the weekend. Ready? That's your sports, baby. See ya! Black is
dripping, nasty, natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, get the city loud, yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city howl, now we beasting now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Strikes we tatted on the jungle when we flex that who they muscle on them. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the, in the jungle, we